Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Maura Z, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, December 31st, 2019. Today we're reading from the big book. We're in the chapter Into Action. We're on page 79, and we'll be reading the third paragraph, which begins, We Thought He Ought to Be Willing and commenting on that one paragraph today. Important numbers for yesterday. Yesterday's 7 a.m. share ID, 13,893-13893. And yesterday's 10 a.m. share ID, 13,895-13895. Overeaters Anonymous Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Vicki V, would you read OA's 12 steps for us this morning? Of course. Good morning, Maura. And this is Vicki V from New York. Thank you for letting me do service today. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Happy New Year, everybody, and I pass. Thank you, Vicki. Lane C., would you please read OA's 12 Traditions? 
I sure would, Maura. Good morning. This is Lane C., a recovered compulsive overeater in Rochester, New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God is he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, overeaters anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, overeaters anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. So grateful for your service this morning, Maura, and thank you for letting me do service. I'll pass. And so grateful for your service, Lynn. Lane, bleh, Lane C. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. So please do. I encourage you to time yourself, but I will also let you know. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone again in order to have a quiet meeting. Everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And so I'll also um, request that you don't use a speaker phone because that gives um, an echo. We like to keep the meeting clear. Today we resume our study for the big book. We are on page 79 in the chapter Into Action and we're gonna be reading and sharing on the third paragraph. We thought he ought to be willing and Allison L., will you get us started this morning? Good morning, Allison. Good morning. I will get us started. We thought he ought to be willing to do that if necessary, but if he were in jail, he could provide nothing for either family. We suggested he write his first wife, admitting his faults and asking forgiveness. He did and also sent a small amount of money. He told her what he would try to do in the future. He said he was perfectly willing to go to jail if she insisted, of course, she did not, and the whole situation has long since been adjusted. 
All right. Good morning, Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I am in Ohio. <clears throat> Setting my timer. So this paragraph um, reminds me that I need to be willing to go to any lengths for recovery. It also reminds me that uh, God is very creative, much more creative than my black and white thinking when I'm um, trying to figure things out all on my own. Uh, I had amends that seemed so big and complicated that I didn't think I would ever do them, and it kept me from recovery, it, and it caused one of my relapses um, because these amends, I just, you know, didn't want to didn't want to bring God into them. I didn't want to bring anybody else into them in my mind. They were just too much, too much. Um, and I, I had one similar to, to this, you know, uh, my ex-husband's mother had said I owed her a, a ton of money and she had hired an attorney. My current husband and I hired an attorney. I was unwilling um, at that time to admit I owed her anything. Um, and when it came time to make my amends, I, I knew I owed her something, but I couldn't see how I would, would do it without exposing um, my, my husband um, to having to pay a bunch of money that I didn't have. It would have been from his savings because I didn't owe her all of that. And when I prayed and I brought God into it and I checked with my sponsor, there was a creative way, much like what this man did. I, I sent her a sum of money and I kept sending her money. Um, and, and, and it's all since been adjusted. Um, you know, uh, we agnostics says logic is great stuff. Um, and, and God gave, gave us the power um, to reason and logic, and, and we get to use it um, along with um, prayer and bringing uh, recovered people in on these things. And there's, there's always a way. When, when I take the steps and I try to make my amends, God runs with me and helps me do these things. Um, and I can't go out willy-nilly and just try to solve them um, by, by writing a big check or putting my family in jeopardy. Um, another one I had to make was to an ex-employer. I, In a fit of rage, I broke one of their laptops and told him it was an accident. I lied, and I knew I had to make amends for that. But my husband still works for that company. I couldn't jeopardize his name without talking to him and um, just running in there and trying to, you know, be some kind of martyr, I had to talk to him and see how he would like me to handle it because his name was on the line since he still works there and he's a manager. Um, so, you know, again, there, there was a solution for that. My husband and I and my sponsor and through prayer, um, there was a way to make that amends so that I can continue to live in recovery. God wants to be in relationship with me and wants me to have this freedom um, so the terms are not going to be so difficult. It may be uncomfortable to make certain amends, uh, but there's always a way for me to have this recovery and make these amends. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Spot on. Spot on. Thank you so very much, Allison, for your share. Now, if you have not shared in the last day or two, and you'd like to, please give me your name one time with the initial of your last name, and leave the cities out of this so I can hear better and hear more people. So who would like to share? Star one. Barbara P. Barbara P. as in Paul? Yes. Thank you. Anyone else? Good morning.
Okay. Barbara P., please go ahead and share. Hey, good morning. This is Barbara P. in Atlanta, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And wow, I've never been first and, and only. Holy smokes. Um, so the line that stood out to me, he told her what he would try to do in the future. Um, this is big for me. I think I've been in a way a long time and, and I've made a lot of amends. And some, even on my living amends, this applies, it, it, uh, let me back up, this applied so much more not just to my like financial amends and things, but for every amend that I needed to make, I needed a plan. And that's what this says to me. And, and my, my recent big book guide really challenged me with those plans, which was amazing. I needed that because it wasn't enough. Like if he had just sent that small amount of money, that would be one thing. But he also had to tell her how he planned, how, either how much, how frequently, I had to do that even with some of my like behavioral amends, my living amends. My sponsor asked, so how are you going to do that? And I'd say, well, I'll just, you know, I won't do this anymore. She said, well, so how are you going to practice that? And really pinned me down. A really quick situation, I had a dog that I was very resentful at. I had not taken responsibility for training her. And therefore, she was a terrible dog to walk. And she's a big dog. So it, it just, anyway, but I had never taken responsibility and followed through on training. So at the end of this, my resentment was, you know, me, I need to train her. And that was my deal. Well, bottom line was, she said, so when? So I said, well, I'm going to, I'll take her to training. When? What kind of training? How? What's your plan? Anyway, that's my point. I just, that plan, I now have a dog that is wonderful to walk. She's a pleasure and I enjoy her and love her very much. It was simple. I just did need a plan. Thanks for that. I'll pass. And thank you, Barbara P. Okay, who else would like to share this morning? Star one, please, to unmute. Amy G. Amy G. Leanne W. Leanne W. Come on, folks. Has everybody had their coffee or tea? Good morning. Uh, this is Leanne C. I can share. Lane C, wonderful. Anyone else? Okay, we'll um, do this in, in yes, Elise N. Elise N. Beth W. May, may I just ask, do we just, do we just share on this paragraph or do we keep Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, no, no. We're just sharing on this one paragraph. Thank you for asking. Okay. okay. Thank you. I've got Amy G. Thank you. I've got Amy G, Leanne W, Lane C, Elise N, and Beth W. Amy G, would you please go ahead? And if you're not Amy G, would you please uh, press star one to mute your phone? Hi, Maura. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Maryland. Thank you so much for your service, and Happy New Year, everyone. I think it bears repeating in the last couple paragraphs. It says, you know, reminding ourselves that we decided to go to any lengths to find a spiritual experience. And for me, you know, these amends are difficult. They're tricky. And I think what's important in this paragraph is the word we. We thought he ought to be willing to do that if necessary. We suggested he write his first wife admitting his fault and asking forgiveness. This is a we program. And for me, these types of amends were not made without consulting not only God but my sponsor. 
and asking how is it that I would deal with this because, you know, these emotion, these situations contain heavy emotion, you know, dealing with resentment, resentment. I mean, here the guy said that because of resentment and drinking, he had not paid alimony to his first wife. Well, he may have stopped drinking, but the resentment was still there, which I'm sure he figured from his fourth step that he needed to make amends in his ninth step. And so the reality is that he had to figure out how a way to do this. And for me, I couldn't do this alone. I needed objective opinion and experience feedback to give me guidance, you know, God with skin on about how to approach these amends so that I was not being a martyr, as this was said before, or being or causing more harm than good, just at the expense of my clear conscience. And some of those amends were extremely tricky. And but gratefully, you know, this is where God did for me what I could not do for myself and brought resolution in these situations in ways I never could imagine. Talk about rocketing into a fourth dimension. When I was willing to step up and do what was instructed of me to do, it was amazing because I had to let go of the results. And that's what was so important for me in these events, particularly in these very difficult ones, is I had to be willing to say higher power, whom I choose to call God, God, you take the results here. I'm just going to do the footwork, pray to God, row to shore. And that's exactly what I had to do. And God showed up every single time. And that's why I believe so strongly and repeatedly say why the promises are after the ninth step, because it re- God re- revealed himself to be active in my life in these amends. And I didn't go it alone. It was always a we. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, I, I, I didn't want to make these amends, but the realization was is at that point I had more fear of relapse than I did or fear of the situation of what I had to do. That was for me what true powerlessness and understanding the true nature of this disease, that if I didn't clean up the wreckage of the past, that the food was going to come calling again. I couldn't live with the wreckage of that past. You know, the promises says not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. I had to be willing to keep that door open, go back there, clean up that wreckage so that I could live free and contentedly in this life. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. Leanne W., it's your turn, followed by Lane C. Good morning, Leanne. Good morning. My name is Leanne W. from Massachusetts. I'm a compulsive overeater. And um, I just, what really spoke to me for this reading is that um, I came from a very poor background. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. We didn't have a lot of food. And, um, and at one point when I was younger, I had gone on a walkathon and had gotten pledges from this charity. And, and then when I had completed the walkathon, you know, people had given me their money so that I could pay it to the, the charity organization and it can be used. Um, we didn't have, like I said, we didn't have a lot of money. And um, as a result, when I had that pile of money in my hand that people had given me, I had taken that money and justified keeping it because I went to the grocery store and I bought food with it, not food for me to eat compulsively, but just food because we didn't have any. And, um, and that, you know, it provided some food for the family for, you know, a week or whatever it did. And, um, and all through the years I felt justified in using it because the, the whole intent of, of my having it was um, to feed my children and, 
But then as time had gone on and, you know, my situation had changed financially, we had more money and, you know, I I wasn't in such a dire, desperate situation. Um, I started to try to justify in my mind, it continued to haunt me and it continued to, I tried to justify saying it was okay uh, because this organization had lots of money and, you know, I, I could do research. And so the end result was I felt that um, I hadn't done anything wrong, but I did. And I had to work through this uh, with my sponsor and I had to pay the money back and I had to do it anonymously. The other thing is, is because I didn't want to go back and say, oh, look at how wonderful I am. I'm paying this money back. And, and for me, it was best that I just do it anonymously. So I had to make an anonymous donation. Um, and I'll, I couldn't remember the exact amount because we're going back several years, but I had, so I also had to take into consideration what any interest would have been on that money. And so I did that. And, um, and that was very humbling for me. And, um, and so I just felt that uh, there was no justification for me taking money that wasn't mine, regardless of my life circumstances at the time. And, uh, and so I'm in this program for recovery, you know, to, and to um, do the work that God calls me to do and to do service. And so uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Spot on. Thank you so very much, Leanne W. Lane C., it's your turn, followed by Elise N. Good morning, Lane. Good morning, Maura, and good morning, my fellows. This is uh, Lane C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Rochester, New York. Um, I love that this, uh, I love this paragraph, and I love this story, because um, at, the, at the beginning of this paragraph, what it seems to me is happening is that um, this guy would be able to, uh, to come forward and possibly you know, face his own arrest and go to jail. But the big book draws our attention to where can he be most helpful? You know, where can he, um, you know, if he were, if necessary, you know, he would be willing to do that if necessary. But if he were in jail, he could provide nothing for either family. Um, So this, you know, for me, this is helpful in just looking at, you know, how can I be most helpful um, in making my amends and in the aftermath of my amends to keep the focus still on being to service to others and being, but being of service to others and being helpful um, in my life. And so, you know, I also see some instructions in here, you know, we suggested that he write his first wife admitting his faults and asking forgiveness. Um, for me, um, and, and, you know, sending a small amount of money um, and to tell her what he would try to do in the future. Um, for me, in my last time through the steps, uh, my ninth step, um, I sat down and wrote letters for each, you know, for each person, for each individual, and did exactly this. You know, where was, where have I been at fault? Where have I caused the harm? Um, how, you know, how do I plan to take responsibility for that harm? Um, you know, asking if there's anything that I have left out that I that I need to address that the other person um, uh, needs needs me to address anything that I have overlooked um, in my behavior, and um, and you know, and, and being willing to go to whatever to whatever lengths. Um, I love this story, and I just love that it's it feels like it's it's a very extreme example. But for many of us here on the line, this might not feel. Um, all that extreme, this might feel like exactly the, the piece that we have to come forward um, to do. I know for me, um, one amends I, I had to make is, um, 
is to uh, pay pay back taxes and pay taxes from the past year, you know, and um, and coming forward and doing that is so key. Um, and still, you know, be remaining helpful to others in the midst of the process and thinking about um, where can I still be of use in this life. I feel like that is just um, that is so key. And and I love that of that that in this story, of course, she did not. The whole situation has long since been adjusted. And I've heard so many stories on this line of times when amends really got tied up in a neat bow at the end. And and not every amends happens that way. Um, but what I what I heard um, yesterday and what I feel like is is so key is you know at the end of at the end of an amends situation can when I hit the when my my head hits the pill at the end of the night can I live with what has happened um, and that's a that's a part of this program too is even if things don't tie up in a neat bow at the end of your your story of an amends or at the end of anybody's story of an amends uh, can we still live with what has happened can we still live in our own integrity with what we have said and what we have done um, so yeah um, so those are my thoughts this morning with all pass thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Lacey. Okay, Elise N., it is your turn, followed by Beth W. Good morning, Elise. Elise, star one, we can't hear you. Hi, this is Elise N. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just, um, I'm lucky, I guess I don't have, um, and I guess I wanted to share because I don't have anything where I felt I was stealing. I have to make an amends for that. Um, one, But one thing did come up, and I guess, is, and this was, it's kind of funny maybe to others, but when I was very young, maybe 13, 14, I don't know, between the ages of 14 and 16, um, I was running with, I had had a very, I had a very close friend in high school, who just moved from the city to the suburbs, and she had some nasty friends, uh, some friends that were that really liked her and were jealous of me because I was her friend, and um, they would get into a lot of trouble. They had money, but they still would steal. They would go into stores and shoplift, and I have a memory of um, going into a store and putting on a, a velour, a blue velour shirt, which became my favorite, putting on something on top of it and walking out. Then we'd go to the library and take off the real clothes and, you know, look at the clothes we had. And I remember going home, my mother said, where'd you get that? And that, it just hit me, you know, when people were sharing, that's something I need to tell my sponsor and make an amends for. I'm not sure how I would do that. I mean, the place is out of business for years and years. But, um, you know, it's like anything anything even and I'll share something it's actually kind of funny was um yeah I was eight years old and I stole a lip gloss from Macy's I mean I was little and uh, I was young and I was crying in my bed my mother came she said what's the matter I said well I stole a lip gloss and she said well tomorrow we'll go back to the store and you'll tell them and you'll return it so I went back how simple is that so I went back I walked up to the counter, probably lady never saw this before, put it down on the counter. I said, I'm sorry, I stole this yesterday. Um, you know, returning it. I didn't use it. Um, but it was, you know, my mother, I guess, had the right idea from the beginning. It was just do what you got to do. And um, so, but in other amends around money, around other things with money, I definitely have had worked with my sponsor in 
learning how to deal with money, um, learning how to deal with um, my own money, with um, issues with my parents and, you know, growing up wearing those big girl, you know, pants and growing up and being able to, um, you know, speak up and handle my own, you know, affairs, even to the extent of joining Debtors Anonymous and going into that program. So um, I'm very grateful for these rooms and um, I'm grateful I've been doing this steps again and very grateful. Thank you for being here. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Elise N. for that share. And Beth W., it's your turn. Good morning, Beth. Hi, good morning. This is Beth W. from North Dakota. <clears throat> grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I, I, you know, I really didn't think I was going to share today, and then it was so quiet this morning. I thought, well, maybe this is my, my day to share. Um, and I think uh, yesterday's paragraph and today's are intricately inter, you know, intertwined, and the very last sentence of yesterday said it would have been impressive heroics if he had walked up to the judge and said, here I am. And then um, we ought to be willing to do that if necessary, you know. And I don't think it means we ought to be heroic um, if necessary, but but rather willing to do whatever is necessary, you know, not to not to be grandstanding and showy um, in our in in my amends. But um, and I and I haven't had an extreme example like this where I had to, you know, correct something. Uh, criminal or or make big financial amends to somebody else but um, I do have to go to any lengths um, in whatever I do to to get that spiritual experience that spiritual awakening I that's what I want that's why I'm in this program and um, and in any area of this whole program in any step I have to be willing to go to any lengths and I guess for me the judge um, might be my my um, my creator, the God of my understanding, and and to show up every day, you know, knowing that I am loved, and um, and by that creator, and say, here I am, you know, what does it you need me to do today, God, you know, how can I be of service to you and my fellows, and and be willing to go to any lengths, even if it's uncomfortable, even if my my life doesn't seem like oh I don't I don't want to do that today nope not that whether it's amends or weighing and measuring my food or just showing up at a meeting or sharing or um, or helping another person who's asked me to help them um, so whether it's making amends or whatever else I think it is about we ought to be willing to do that if necessary and uh, that's all I have to share today thanks and um, I hope you all have a safe and happy new year well, thank you, Beth W. Okay, we have lots of time this morning. Who would like to Hi, share? Hi, Naomi B. Could I share? Please, Lisa Naomi. B. Thank you. Thank you. Lynn S. Jen A. Oh my goodness, Lisa. Uh, Naomi and Lisa. Who is next? Loretta H. There was somebody before you, but I got you, Loretta. Jen Lynn A. S. Jen A. Somebody S. Lynn S. Lynn S. That's who I thought I heard earlier. Thank you. 
Dave. <clears throat> Dave M. Dave M. Okay. Wow. Somebody is finally woken up. The coffee's been poured. Okay. We've got Naomi B., Lisa B., Loretta H., Jen A., Lynn S., and Dave M. Naomi B., please go ahead, my friend. Thank you, Maura. Thank you, dear. Um, good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. You know, it's really funny. As I'm sitting here listening to everyone's story, yes, we thought he ought to be willing to do that if necessary. I'm sitting here, and I was listening to all the stories of something about our teenage years that we weren't all that great, and something popped into my mind as totally forgot about when I was a teenager many moons ago. Um, my friends and I would go into a department store, which isn't even there any longer, and, you know, the old store, you take in like three articles of clothing and you bring out two. So unbeknownst, unbeknownst to me, there was a lady there that knew my family, a sales lady that knew my family. Well, my mother had MS, so she wasn't going to call my mother, but she did something worse. She called my grandmother, and then my grandmother called me. And that was like, that was the judge. Wow, that really blew my mind when she told me what I did. And because the store is no longer there, I I have made it um, my job and my honor to pay back in other ways by helping other people financially, whether it's buying the coats for the children in the schools, the gently used coats or book bags or things like that. And even though I feel, because I've been doing it for decades now, and I thank you, God, because I give him all the glory, um, I'll go to any length, and that's what I do. And I, I just, but, yeah, that memory about those stealing those clothes, I totally forgot about that. And with all those other beautiful shares this morning, it brought, to, brought back to my forefront. So thank you for allowing me to share. I wish my family a happy and a healthy New Year, and I pass. Okay, caught me off guard, Naomi. Lisa B., it's your turn, followed by Loretta H. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service, everyone. Um, my name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and a few things are going through my mind. One is, um, you know, I had great intentions in my heart, and I wanted you guys just to see the intentions of my heart and let that be enough, you know. And then the, the other thing that's going through my mind is the, the, the spiritual laws, you know, the, just the laws of the universe. Um, you know, I, I never wanted to abide by the laws of the universe, and then I wondered, you know, why I felt like crap, why my life wasn't working, and um, I, I just could not figure it out. And and I want to also share the value of going with someone that is a big book guide, a sponsor that has truly done this work. You know, um, in the beginning when I would come to meetings, there were a lot of people that were really comfortable at um, trying to soothe me and say, you know, just come to a lot of meetings, you know, don't pick up. You know, they would give me the information about the tools. But I, I kept not hearing what is this path of freedom that will help me feel that I'm not white-knuckling it, that I'm not, you know, dying in the process. And it wasn't until I met someone in whom the problem has been solved that has done this work. You know, if I'm working with someone that has not completed their amends, 
they're not going to be comfortable in encouraging B to go to any length, no matter how small the amend is, you know, that I need to complete it, that it's not the intentions of my heart that's enough, you know, like, oh, well, you meant well, you know. No, I need to work with someone that has really done this work that is not uncomfortable with sharing with me how to do the work. I wanted to know how. How do you get free? I wanted to know how to do the steps. Don't just tell me the tools. You know, I really want to know how to do this work. And that's why I love this program and and healthy meetings and working with people that are recovered. And today as a sponsor, you know, in, in trying to teach this work and share how I got recovered, new amends come back to me, you know, and that's why I love working with others. And, you know, it's just the violating the laws of my higher power that I'm repairing. You know, I have hurt others. I need to try and make that right. And today I can hurt others in my thoughts and my attitudes. And that's still violating, you know, the laws of um, my higher power. So I need to go in prayer. Um, But this paragraph really speaks to me about action going to any length. And it's not the desires in my heart, the intentions in my heart that's enough. I really need to take action and work with people that have done this work and that are not uncomfortable with sharing with me how to truly do it. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Loretta H., it's your turn, followed by Jen A. Good morning, Lorette. And everybody that has shared this morning, oh, my God, it's just opened up such um, grace for me. The uh, I'm doing a new four-step study on a lot of things because some things have come up. And But I also live with a person who I have made amends with for 50 years. And I have some new stuff, but I'm not at that step yet with my sponsor but the interesting thing is is that we're willing to do what is necessary and I'm living in today and there's a long period of reconstruction ahead and you know I've made amends for certain things which I'm living up to Uh, and the one thing somebody said on the Sunday meeting which I thought was just like a plan for every day for today for me even though I'm probably going to have to make more amends to my husband is writing him a thank you note every morning about what he I am grateful for about him and I think that is a way of even though I haven't gotten to the step nine to actually make the new amends that I need to make to him just for today because for me it's a one day at a time program and I want to go because I haven't used the food in 18 plus years and I don't ever want to use the food again so I am willing to do anything that is necessary today to keep that grace in me God's grace and to keep me abstinent, happy, joyous, and free. So anyway, my other thing right now, part of my abstinence, this sounds really crazy, but is shopping. And I, I commit only buying things that I tell him about, which to me is a big deal because um, I've never had to do that before. And it's all because of this program and because I want to be at their centers. I, you know, I love my husband, but I want to show him that I love him. So anyway, with God's grace today um, and all your wonderful, wonderful shares and uh, plans 
uh, that God has given me. I'm going to have a God grace day. And a lot of it's because of you and because of my higher power. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Loretta. Jen A., it's your turn, followed by Lynn S. Good morning, Jen. Hey, Maura. Good morning. We're all awake. Thanks for, thanks for shaking the pot a little bit there. Um, love this paragraph, right? It's giving me um, three guidelines and one reminder. Um, you know, when I sat down and learned how to make amends with my sponsor, he took me through a process. And um, I love how it talks about the first guideline here is the general principles that are going to guide me. Um, those general principles we've been talking about, right? Make a specific statement of defending behavior. Acknowledge that we were wrong. Assume responsibility. I admit I, and re, uh, admission of regret. Um, commitment not to repeat the behavior moving forward. Those are those general principles that are going to guide me. The next thing it tells me is the most important for me, and that's pray for strength and direction. We ask that we be given strength and direction to do the right thing, no matter what the personal consequence may be. Before I was allowed to make any amends, my sponsor said, start praying. And so I wrote down a prayer, right? And I said, God, as I go forward to repair the damage I've done in the past, I ask that you give me courage and clarity before I begin. Give me tact and common sense. And may I come with a helpful and forgiving spirit. May I, my manner be calm, direct, and open as I take ownership for my side of the street and show me where to pause if I think I may become argumentative. Remind me to keep it about me and not them. I place the outcome in your hands. Amen. And I wrote out that, that prayer, and I used those principles to guide me. And then what did I do? I took God with me. We talk about it being a we program this morning and doing this with another, and then we have to put God in our pocket and take him with us, Right. We have to be brave because God's going to give me the mental and moral strength to venture out and persevere so I can endure with a, with a heart full of courage. These amends are not easy, not easy at all. Um, so I'm so glad for this paragraph that's packed these guidelines and the warning, the warning we are, that we are reminded that we would said that we would go to any lengths. So just it's a great reminder um, to me today, um, and I'm not going to shrink at anything. I'm just going to be brave and go and do what God asked me to do and take him with me. Thanks, Maura. Okay. Thank you, Jen A. Lynn S., good morning. It's your turn, followed by Dave M. Good morning. This is Lynn S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. I was remembering the amends that I had made to my boss for padding my expense account. And I had written out a check for him, and I had gone to his house. He just lived up the street, and he wasn't home. So then I came back, and I just wanted to do it right then. So I wrote a letter, and I included the check, and I put it in the mailbox and then waited. That was the hardest wait ever, I must admit. But he called me back, and we were talking about it. And then he said to me, you know, Lynn, I have two partners, and I thought I wonder if I should tell them. And in that moment, my heart clutched because I felt safe in in one sense telling this guy about it because he had always really supported me. But I thought, oh, my gosh, we have to tell other people. And, you know, your, your heart clutches for a second. But then it was, you know, Lynn, this isn't punishment. 
This is a consequence of your actions. That's all it is. And, you know, that, that feeling that comes up inside you when God is with you and you're not standing on your own as I was for my whole life, trembling and fearing, but I'm there with God doing this. Still scary, but, you know, you're, you're there anyway. And, oh, sense of relief when he said, but I decided not to, and it was like, oh, thank God that's over. But the point is... I realized at that moment, and I realized as I'm looking back now, I would have done it. Whatever had to be done, I would have done it because I so wanted to recover. And that's one of those turning points that recovery gives us. You know, because, yes, I was trotting down to his house with my little envelope and placing it in the box because, you know, that's what we do. And, you know, oh, boy, it's scary, but I'm doing it. And that's the head knowledge when he mentioned to me he'd have to speak to his partners, it dropped from my head to my heart. And that's when it really solidified for me and it made a difference. And the other thing I wanted to mention here is how humbling, not my particular experience, this experience in the story I'm thinking just for a minute, because I know there's always those grand sweeping gestures. I'm going to give you the whole amount. He had to include a small amount of money and to then say what his intentions were, like how I'm going to make this right, how I'm going to continue, and then wait for their acceptance. And this, it just outlines every facet of making amends. This is what program's all about. This is what recovery looks like. We read a paragraph like that and the whole world of the amend process opens up to us. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn S. Dave M., it's your turn. Thank you. Yes, sir. Good morning. Uh, Dave M. Hi. Um, Yeah, the big thing for me that I hate is I hate to be wrong. And... All this really is when I'm doing this, and uh, an example was going to an ex and having to admit all of the things I did wrong. You know, I I resented that person. I I did uh, horribly, and uh, most people would probably side with me if it was a who did who worst. But I I did a lot wrong. I was wrong. I hate being wrong, and. Honestly, the biggest thing that's helping me with this is knowing that everything in this list that I'm working through is where I'm being wrong and I'm making up for my wrongs. Not like uh, one of the people said recently, it's the consequences. These aren't punishments. I'm not being punished for being wrong. I'm paying back people I owe and I'm fixing things that should have been fixed where they can be and I'm accepting it when they don't want me to bother fixing it because uh, they're still hurt and maybe I'll get to try again later on that and I'm learning to uh, be okay that I was wrong and that I'll be wrong and I'll make up for my wrongs and with that I'll pass Thank you Dave M Okay we've got um, seven minutes so we could do two threes or a three twos So who would like to share? Anita L. Anita L. 
Joe A. One more. Okay, Anita L. and Joe A., you each have three minutes. Thank you. Go ahead, Anita L. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year to you. Um, I love this paragraph in the respect that the guy was willing to go to any length. And uh, when I work my program and I'm working uh, the ninth step or the eighth step and making my list and them being willing to make the amend, um, I really, you know, I do it earnestly. I, I do it all the way. And so um, I had been looking for this one guy who I needed to make an amend to from when I was in my 20s, when I was in graduate school. And uh, he was a car mechanic uh, and took my car in to get the oil changed and Another car backed into it, and so it needed auto body repair. And I was a student. I didn't have any money. And uh, I said, I don't have any money. And, and I put it all on him to pay for getting the work done, the auto body repair done. And I didn't think I was wrong back then, but um, I was also in my addiction. Uh Anyway, years later, many years later, I knew it was wrong, and I've I tried to find him, and I just couldn't find him. So when I was making an amend um, and uh, doing my four uh, step before the amends, my sponsor I told her I can't find him, and she said, "Well, then you need to get as close to uh, the problem." as you can. And so she suggested, why don't you find a vocational school that has auto body repair and make a donation? And that's what I did. And I bought a set of tools, auto body repair tools, and called the school. And and the uh, director said, oh, this is perfect. It's almost June. We're having our graduation. I'll make this donation and give it to a student who doesn't have money to buy his own tools. And and what is your name so that I can say it was from you? And I gave the name of the guy who, way back when I was in my 20s, paid for the repair on my car. And I feel that that was really good. And I have tried to find him since to let him know that I did that and that a donation was made in his name, I have yet to find him. However, my higher power will lead me to him when the time is right. So making an amend as close as possible to the actual situation, if you can't find the person, is really healing too. That's what I wanted to share. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, Anita L. Joe A., it's your turn. Good morning. Good morning. Can I be here? Yes, you can. Thank you very much. Um, and I'll be brief. Actually, um, integrity, justified, honesty, those words jumped out at me this morning because, you know, I, I can't go back to something that I did in my teen years. I, I, I don't recall anything back then, but not very long ago, very recently, 
Um, I work in women's retail, and uh, there was a shirt, I believe it was returned because it was damaged, and it wasn't all that bad, and I thought, well, I could take this home and, and repair it, and I'll have this nice shirt, <laughs> and um, and I, I, I did, and then yesterday, listening to the uh, somebody who returned a towel or who wanted to know how to return a towel, you know, just reminded me, oh my gosh, I have that shirt, you know, and um, so I returned it yesterday. I, you know, I took it back to the store and put it back uh, in 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 the damaged goods. And um, you know, this morning when I thought, well, I can talk about that because I don't call this line. I listen every day, but I hardly ever share. And uh, I, but I can't identify myself because. Who would know? You know, somebody might be listening that knows me, and I would be embarrassed to say that. Even though I've been in program for most of my adult, well, all of my adult life, uh, you know, I still, I still try to get away with what I can get away with, and um, so that was dishonesty. I was going to make up a name, you know, and uh, so this program is amazing. God has a sense of humor. He moves me when I need to be uh, moved. And um, I, I'm, I'm just eternally grateful for this particular meeting. And I pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Joe A. <clears throat> we have two minutes left. Who would like them? Star one. Vinny T. Vinny, it's yours. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, thank you for hearing me. Um, yeah, as we're talking about this, I recall when I was, oh, probably about eight years old, I stole um, a compact, uh, a makeup compact from my best friend um, and, uh, you know, put it in my, you know, my treasure box at home and my mother found it. And she made me go back and, you know, return it and, you know, admit what I had done. And, you know, that memory has stayed with me all these years, but it, it didn't, you know, it didn't bring me the humility, you know, to, uh, <laughs> um, to you know, to recover in the way that this does. Um, because I don't think that I really identified the feeling of what it's like to have something taken from you. Um, and now, you know, now we we do look at other people and, and, and feel for them uh, in a way that um, I hadn't before. Um, and I really appreciate, you know, learning that, you know, it's, it's not all about me. You know, every, everything has consequences um, <clears throat> uh, for my acts. And uh, I'm very grateful now to connect with everyone else. Um, thank you. I'll pass. Well, thank you, Vinny T. Um, my clock says we have about a minute. Nope, oh, no, it doesn't. Okay, 7.55, there it is. Well, Vinny T, you are our last share this morning, and thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing, and here's another important number. Today's share ID, 13,901-13901. Excuse me. And at our peak, we were 305. So thank you very much for that. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164. 
And Martha Z, would you please read that for us, and then we'll follow it with the serenity prayer. Good morning, Martha. Uh, good morning, Mara. Thank you for your loving service. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 